This is a Cincy fan talking with LP. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy fan talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore fan talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows? You might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's going on everybody out there in podcast land? Welcome to another episode of A Cincy Fan Talking with LP. And of course, this is yours truly, LP. Hope everybody being safe out here. Hope everybody's staying cool because it is hella hot outside. Get under the AC like real life. Sit underneath the central air or the air conditioning unit or the box fan whatever it is you're working with like sit under that that joint like chill under it (laughs) and and post up with your boy for about 40 minutes or so um we're gonna get into why i feel like the major league baseball all-star game is I used to say it was bad. They're really trying this year. I'm sitting here watching while I'm talking to y'all. So we'll see how it goes. But I'll tell you which All-Star game is the best. Get into a a short little trip. Um, we took to Charlotte like we always do about this time. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of football first. Now, if you're not a, a big foosball fan, that's cool. Like, it's really cool because, as always, we're going to talk about football, but we're going to really personalize it and talk about it in real-life terms. (laughs) Um, So, let's hop into that right now. Now, word around the campfire is it looks like Jesse Bates, the safety for the Cincinnati Bengals, may not be a safety for the Cincinnati Bengals much longer because... He and the Bengals are getting into a contract dispute. Jesse Bates feel like he should be getting paid this amount of money. And the Bengals are like, we think you deserve this amount of money. And they're not meeting in the middle. And I get it on both ends. I know that's kind of like, come on, LP, you playing the middle again. I actually kind of side with Jesse Bates on this. Because I feel like you should get your money. I mean, if I'm a teacher and people are trying to lowball me, I'm not really trying to meet in the middle because when you negotiate again, you're going to have to meet in the middle again. And you're really, you know your worth and you want to get paid your worth. So I really feel Jesse based on this. He's playing under a rookie contract and he wants to get paid. And he feels like that he's proven that he should get paid. And I get that. 
I, I really side with him on this. I'm like, get your money. If you got to go somewhere else to get your money, then, hey, you got to do what you got to do. But even though I side with Jesse Bates, I understand where the Bengals are coming from. And everybody saw the writing on the wall, real talk, when the Bengals decided to pick up some more defensive backs during the um, during the NFL draft. Got a, got a new safety, got another defensive back. And, you know, the messed up part about all of this is Jesse Bates is right. <laughs> the Bengals are right. But you have this salary cap, and the salary cap dictates everything. And here's what you got to understand, Bengals fan, I'm talking to you. I know you want to keep all of the homies. I know it is. And this is kind of like the real life stuff I was talking about. You want to keep the gang together. You really do. Now, imagine you're at your job and all of you came in together. You know, you have a friend that came in a year before you. Then it was you and another one of your friends that came in together the year after that. And then a year after that, two more of your friends got on. So it's about five or six of you guys. And you're all working there together. And everything's going great. You're working well together. The company's doing well, whatever company you happen to be in. The company's doing better than it was before. At some point, the person or two that came in a year before you, they want to get paid more because they're working more. You know, they're doing the work and you can see the progression in the company. And then you and your buddy that came in together, you're like, okay, they got paid. So the next year I want to get paid too because I contributed, you know, just like they did. And then your two buddies that are a year behind you, the next year they want to get paid because truthfully they contributed just like you and your homie did and just like the two homies before you did. So there's six of you and you all want to get paid and you all deserve to get paid. And everybody's like, how are you not paying these guys? Don't you want to keep the gang together? The company's like, of course I do. But I only have X amount of dollars and I can't pay all of you. I just can't do it. So I got to prioritize what's super important, what's important, and who can I find to do your job, maybe not better, but to a to a a solid extent and I can pay cheaper. This is the Bengals problem because they can't just stay focused on the moment and go like, look, we're going to pay Jesse Bates exactly what he deserves because, you know, he earned it because down the road, you got to pay T Higgins. You got to pay Joe Burrow. You got to pay Jamar Chase. And they're not, the Bengals aren't in the the luxurious seat that we are in. And we can just think like, okay, we're focused on this year and that's it. Your company, the Bengals, they have to think three, four years down the road because there's this salary cap and you can't go above that. And I know people are like, well, what about the Rams? What about all of them? They're doing not necessarily weird things, but they're paying folks now a ridiculous amount of money and they're going to just go ahead and deal with that later on. So they're kind of kicking the can down the road. You know, we'll just deal with all of these ridiculous contracts when we get to it. And we're just trying to make our our window now. 
the Bengals are thinking long term. So even though Jesse Bates deserves his money and should get it from the Bengals, realistically speaking, the Bengals are thinking he plays safety and we can find somebody else to play safety and they might not do it better than Jesse Bates. But if we get an adequate performance from this guy and an adequate performance from this guy, we might be able to mask the fact that we lost Jesse Bates. That's basically what it comes down to. And your company would do the exact same thing. They really would. They would be like, okay, we got these six people here. They're all getting the job done for us. And they're like, killing it. But we can't pay all six of these people what they deserve because we couldn't pay anybody else. (laughs) We're going to have to ask those six people to work a tremendous amount of hours. And then guess what? We got to pay them even more. So let's prioritize. This guy is a number one. This girl is right underneath him. And they'll pretty much knock those six people out and go like, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. And then I say, hey, person number six, we'll give you this amount of money. And you'll go like, whoa, you see what I've been doing? I've been killing it out here. What are you talking about? I can't take this. I mean, it's an increase, but it's not a real increase. I can't take that. And they'll go like, You know, we really understand if you got to go somewhere else, we get it. But we can't afford to give you more than that. And you can do the back and forth. You could. But in the back of your mind, you're going like, they're not going to give me what I want. And I got another company over here that will give me a ridiculous sum of money to do what I'm doing now. And then you will leave and then your company will go like, you know what? We're really going to miss you. We really wish we didn't have to do this. But we have to do this. In a real world scenario, this is what's happening to the Bengals and Jesse Bates. I realistically don't see Jesse Bates coming back. And this is where you as a fan, you have to be realistic. You have to understand that it's not necessarily the Bengals fault. The Bengals aren't being cheap. Now, if the Bengals are being cheap, I would tell you, I've told you this several hundred times throughout the course of this podcast. Why are the Bengals being so cheap? Why are the Bengals this, that, and the third? It's not like that this time, y'all. It's more like the Bengals understand that they're going to have to pay Joe Burrow the farm. They just are. And nobody's going to go like, he doesn't deserve this. You're going to be like, whoa. We got to give him that bread. Jamar Chase is going to come up. He's going to need extra dough. And people are going to be like, well, you got to give him that. And the Bengals aren't done making tough decisions. So you guys and girls are going to have to get used to these really tough decisions where the Bengals prioritize who they can pay, who they should pay, and who they want to pay, but they can't. I'm worried that we might lose Tyler Boyd. I'm worried that we might lose somebody like Mike Hilton. Uh, And I was worried about losing Jesse Bates a while ago because you could kind of see it coming because these are positions that teams feel like they can pick somebody else up and they can do an equal job than the person that's already here. As fans, we don't want to see people just jetting in and out. We don't want to lose a Tyler Boyd. We don't want to lose a Mike Hilton. And you definitely don't want to lose a Jesse Bates. That's why that whole campaign, like Extend Bates, hashtag Extend Bates came out. But you got to understand, folks, 
This is the business. It really is. Players are going to come and go. The Bengals are going to have to prioritize who do we have to pay, who do we want to pay, and who can we not pay. That's that's basically the salary cap era. This is why I feel like the Patriots deserve the title of dynasty. In the whole era of salary cap and having to flip salary cap gymnastics and having to pay this person and that person, they were able to keep the core people as part of the team. Tom Brady. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> and they were able to fill those gaps every single year with people that could get the job done. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are really good at this as well. They would have players that did great, but they couldn't afford to pay them anymore. So it would be like, okay, we're going to let you go. And, you know, the fans would be like, I can't believe you let so-so go. I can't believe you let Antonio Brown go. I can't believe you let Juju Smith-Schuster go. But what happens? They find somebody else who comes in and fills the role extremely well. It's about scouting. It's about understanding who you can lose and who you cannot afford to lose. And... For fans, it's about you being a fan of basically the team. Because when you really think about it, a football team is going to look different every single year. It just is. You're not going to see the same football team every year. I mean, it's basically, I won't say it's like college, but because of the salary cap, people are jetting here, jetting there, you know, CJ Uzama, he had to get paid and the Bengals weren't going to pay him because they feel like they can get a tight end from anywhere. And as fans, we're like, dude, did you just see CJ? Did you just see him ball out? But that's the nature of the beast. I hope Jesse Bates goes to a team in the NFC that we don't see for another three years. And I hope he balls out because he deserves his money. And he deserves to get it here. But the Bengals probably won't pay him. And it's not because they're cheap. It's because they have to look far down the road and figure out who they need to pay. I personally feel like they need to pay Jesse Bates. That safety position is so important. It's been critically important for the past couple years. And it's going to just gain more importance. But at the same time, you got to look ahead. So I, I get it. I don't I don't like it. It's messed up. <laughs> but I get it. And I hope Jesse Bates does well whatever team he goes to next. As far as him playing on the franchise tag, that's the part that a lot of fans are upset about. Basically, the franchise tag is if you can't get it together with your team, if you can't figure out what's going to happen, you know, if you're going to sign a contract or not, then... The team can put you on a one-year deal where you make the average of the top five players in that position. So, 
if they get paid a lot in that top five, you would get the average of that top five. Now, for safety, I think it's running about 10, 11 million or something like that. And I'm sure people are like, dang, LP, you wouldn't, you wouldn't play one year for 10, 11 million? Dude, you, you, getting, you getting money out here. True, true indeed. But again, you got to look at it like a grown-up. It, it's basically like, I'll break it down for you. I got you covered. I got you. Playing on a franchise tag deal is essentially like driving without insurance. <laughs> if you're driving without insurance, you're saving on the bill. You're you're not paying extra money to drive your car. However, if something happens, you are absolutely screwed. It's a wrap for you. You get into an accident. You don't have insurance. You can't cover the loss. It's going to be tough for you to get your car repaired and you just broke the law. So you could essentially get your license suspended for driving without insurance. It would be best for you to get insurance. <laughs> if you're out there driving without insurance, come on, man, be for real. Like, you got to get that up. <laughs> if you're asking Jesse Bates to play on a franchise tag deal, sure, he's getting a ton of money. You can back the Brinks truck up for one year. Hey. You got to love it. However, if he gets hurt, if he gets injured, if something happens to him to where he doesn't look like the same person that got that big deal, guess what? That was a one-year deal, homie. <laughs> That's one year. So the next year, the Bengals aren't going to want to sign him because he's hurt. He goes out there on the free market. People aren't going to want him like they did before because he got hurt. Now, Essentially, you can be like, okay, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and bet on myself and do this. But come on, are you really betting on yourself? If somebody thinks you're worth for one year, what the average, what the top five averages of the people that's playing that position? Are you really betting on yourself? People already know you're good. So if Jesse Bates decides to sit out the year and not play on that franchise tag and just work out, Feel free to be upset. Come on, man. It's about the team. It's about the team. I get that. But this man has to look out for himself as well. And if the team's not looking out for him, it's kind of ridiculous for him to go like, okay, it's all about the team that doesn't want to sign me long term. Because he's going to end up in the same predicament the next year because they already don't want to pay him. So if he decides to sit this year out, I'm not going to be like, hey, yeah, 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 Jesse, do what you got to do. I'll be more like, I feel you. Because realistically speaking, I'm not about to run out there and do mass work for, you know, the school or whatever. On the hope, not even the guarantee, but on the hope that I get paid more the next year. No, I need that contract. I need that signed out. Because as much as I love the job, we're not doing this for free. Like, <laughs> I know it's a kid's game. I get that. But we're not doing this for free. And everybody can be like, well, look how much you're getting paid. But you're worth how much somebody can pay. Flat out. Simple as that. And I can't see anybody out there being upset about them making a three-year, some-odd million contract. But... You just got to be honest with yourself. Would you really go out there and play one year for 10, 11 million? Sounds great. 
However, you get hurt. I hope you bank that 10, 11 million because you're not going to see much else. So Jesse Bates, um, if it, if you happen to stumble upon this podcast, <laughs> like if somebody go, like, hey, man, listen to this. And you go like, uh, Cincy fan, what? Like, just know that LP understands it completely. Like, I get it. Like, I really do. I'm not saying like I would be. I wouldn't be happy if I saw you suit up this year because I would. But if you didn't, there there's one person that that understands it. Like I do because you know you get growing out here and you got to protect yourself. You got to protect the fam. You know you're looking out for more than just the team. And looking out for the team is cool, but you know you got more on your plate than that. So that that that's my whole spiel on that. Um, I was online like I am all the time. It feels like, <laughs> and I was looking at some stuff about uh, Lamar Jackson getting into it with Bernard Pollard. Bernard Pollard used to play. Lamar Jackson does play, and Bernard Pollard was basically saying a lot of the same stuff that I see a whole lot of people say on the in the net <laughs> about how you know Lamar Jackson. Big star wide receivers don't want to play with Lamar Jackson. And, you know, he's a quote-unquote running back. You can kind of see where I'm going with this, right? You know, he's a he's a running back playing a quarterback position. Uh, all this stuff that's just crazy to me. But I digress. Lamar Jackson decided to go back in on him. And basically, it's a whole back and forth between them. They're getting into it. They apologize to each other in the whole nine yards and squashed it. But number one, you cannot be a unanimous MVP like Lamar Jackson is and still get people telling you, like, come on, man, you just you just a running back playing the cube. Come on, man. Like the year that he won the um, MVP, I believe he had more touchdown passes that year than anybody. So how are you a running back and you got more touchdown passes than the entire league? Number one, that makes no sense. Number two, if if I'm a wide receiver, now depending on my skill set, I'm running to play with Lamar Jackson. And I asked this on, on Twitter and I had a... um. I had a lot of interesting replies. I had a lot of people saying, uh, you know, because of their their offense and all of that. And well played. <laughs> Pretty good response. Because the offense dic- dictates what can be done. And if they don't really have a passing offense, then as a wide receiver, you're kind of stuck in, you know, no man's land. However... If I'm a if I'm a wide receiver and I know my skill set goes along well with that type of offense, I'm running there. Especially, and I saw somebody else say this, and I agree with this completely. If I'm the number one wide receiver threat on that team, I'm running there. Now, come on, LP, you know you're gonna get double, triple team, but after a while, after getting killed by that tight end. You're going to have to let up on me a little bit, for one. For two, Lamar Jackson's skill set is such that he's going to put pressure on the defense by himself. 
leaving me as the wide receiver open for passes. Now, all of this is predicated on the offensive coordinator. So I could get why wide receivers would go like, I don't know. But I feel like a wide one could do great in an offense like that. I mean, we watch a lot of football around these parts. And we see primarily running offenses do very well in the passing game because so many people are focused on the run. And if you're a star wide out, you got to kind of love that. I mean, seriously. So, I mean, that, that's kind of my take on Lamar. I, now, true blue Bengals fan here. When I say I don't like Lamar Jackson, I'm not saying I don't like Lamar Jackson because he's a bad player. Quite the opposite. I don't like Lamar Jackson because he's an awesome player. And we got to worry about him shredding the defense every single time we see him. So it's not like a, I don't like him. It's like I don't like him because I respect the hell out of him. I feel like he's going to be a great quarterback for as long as his body can hold up. I think they run him a little bit too much because, you know, playing that style, he's bound to get dinged up. So I wish they wouldn't run him as much as they do. However... To, to to disregard his talent is ridiculous. The one thing I'll say about Lamar Jackson is that you gotta you gotta stop going back and forth with people on Twitter, like like you really do. Going, I think about this a lot when I see somebody say something dumb to one of my tweets. Going back and forth with somebody on Twitter is a lot like me going back and forth with one of my students. It would be like that. I don't go back and forth with the students. No, because I feel like they really get a kick out of it. Hey, I'm arguing with the teacher. I really feel like they do that because I did that when I was a kid. So <laughs> so I know if I did it, I know they thinking it. That's one. And for two, it's just a waste of time. I could be teaching. So, you know, after I say something to a kid and they say something back and I they say something back and then I say something back and then they say something back, I go like, you know what? You're right. I could be teaching right now. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. End the conversation. Don't feed the trolls, y'all. Don't do that. Now, I'm not calling kids trolls, but we all know kids like to question everything. So I give an assignment. The kid will go, well, what if, you know, they'll play the what if game. Well, what if this happens? Well, then do this. Well, what if this happens? You know, I got to teach. We can talk later. You know, we can talk on the side later. And usually they don't want to talk later. They just want to waste time. Fun little side fact. We had a Latin teacher at our school. <laughs> and every now and again, when we didn't want to do work, what we would do is we would just simply ask her how her son was doing. Because her son played for the UC Bearcats when we were in junior high school and like my ninth grade year. Like, he played for the UC Bearcats. And this was back when the UC Bearcats were, like, balling. I mean, like, they would be ranked number one, ranked number two, going to Final Fours, going to Elite Eights and stuff like this. And this was, like, a yearly This is a yearly thing for the Bearcats. So if you played for the Bearcats here, you were, like, you could walk on water. Like, real, real talk. So we would just simply ask her, hey, how's your son doing? 
and we could just kick back for the entire Latin class period because, you know, she's excited about her kids, you know. Oh, he did this, he did that, he did this. And we're just like, just keep asking her questions. Like, don't mess this up. Every now and again, there'd be one jerk that would be like, what was that homework assignment again? Like, you idiot, what are you doing? Shut up. We had this all worked out. Like, chill out. What are you... <sighs> but for the most part, we can just kind of sit back, relax, pass notes back and forth. Don't ask to use the bathroom. Don't do anything to wreck her flow. She's going. That's what I feel like the kids try to do to me a little bit. And, then, you know, they'll be like, well, but Mr. Parker, hey, what about... And I'll be like, trying to distract me, huh? Oh, man. That's what happens on Twitter. You know, people will say things to kind of get a rise out of you. And if you respond, you're in like this crazy back and forth where so-and-so said this, so you got to get back at them. And I've been guilty of falling into that, you know, once or twice. And I kind of catch myself, you know, for the last year or so, I'm just kind of catching myself. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah, I know. Mute. (laughs) Lamar Jackson needs to hit the mute button. Because if you can't see them saying it, did they really say it? And sure, they may have said it, but you didn't see it. You didn't hear it. Who cares? So don't feed the trolls, Mr. Jackson. Forget that. And just understand that you out here doing your thing. So people will find a way to kind of come at you and make you angry just so they can kind of, you know, get those impressions up and get those likes up. People love those likes, boy, I tell you. (laughs) <laughs> so, I don't know, this is a little thing that I saw. I feel like Lamar Jackson is the man. I hope the Bengals beat him twice. I hope they beat him a third time in the playoffs. But it's going to be a tall task because, you know, the Ravens got a good squad this year. I feel like it'll be the Bengals and the Ravens going back and forth. What I really hope, what I really hope <laughs> is that when they play, the Bengals wear the white helmets with the white jerseys. And the Ravens wear the black jerseys. Man, that would be crazy. Man, that that would just look wild. And I don't even really care too much about all that style stuff. I feel like that would just be excellent. <laughs> so, we'll see how it go. Um, still watching the All-Star game. Watching some home runs get hit. So, that's all good. Let's see if they kind of keep on this train of being entertaining. <laughs> We're going to get into that in a second. You got a Sensi fan talking with LP. Be right back, y'all. Hi! Hi! I'm Princess and I'm Queen. This is Daddy. You have to say, and this is a Sensi fan talking with LP. And this is a Sensi fan talking with LP Daddy. Nice job. Mm-hmm. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back to the pod. Um, switched it up a little bit um, audio-wise. Didn't use the mic this time because I did not feel like turning on the computer. <laughs> so just went with the headset, um, doing it like we used to out here, doing it like we did way back in 2020. That sounds crazy. Been doing this since 2020. We we two years into this. This is this is all right now. I got a little schedule popping off, so it's all to the good. 
got the AL up on the NL three to two, um, in this um in the MLB All Star game, and honestly, it's 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 been cool. I've been watching every pitch for the first time in like I don't know four or five. The the last time I watched a complete All Star game. I was putting together a breakfast nook and it was it was one of those deals where you had the the big middle table part and then you had the um the seating arrangement like a L shape and I put together like the entire L shape and it took up one entire side of a wall. It literally took me from six PM until two AM to complete this. I sat and listened to the entire All-Star game. This was about eight years ago. That was the last time I sat down and watched a complete All-Star game. And really, the All-Star game watched me. (laughs) Real talk, because, I mean, I was listening to it, but I can't really say who won. It was just on. But... At the same time, it was entertaining enough for me to sit there and listen to it the entire time. I haven't watched an all-star game since. I mean, not completely. You know, I'll turn it on every now and again, watch an inning. Then I go, oh, something else is on. Then turn it. Um, Now, if you listen to the pod, then you understand that that's kind of difficult for your boy to say because I grew up a baseball fanatic. Um... Like I told y'all before, my uncle, um, rest in peace to my uncle, he he had us playing baseball at a very young age. He had his team, and if he saw you running around the kitchen or something like that at age three or four, you had a little bit of speed, yep, you playing. <laughs> so from age about seven to probably about 13, 14, it was, it was all about baseball. Um, I was trash at first. I could not hit. All I could really do was run. I could not catch. Um, I could run the bases. And even then, you had to tell me when to stop or I just keep running until I got tagged out. <laughs> that was age seven. Um, my uncle, he helped me get to understand the game, helped me learn how to hit, helped me learn how to catch, um, became a very good middle infielder, you know, <laughs> second, shortstop, a little bit of third, it, it was fun times. The more fun I had, the better I got at it. And I think when I stopped playing, that's when the game got less fun. And when I watch the game, I understand why people are bored with it. If you don't have an investment in a in a baseball game, it's really hard to watch. You can turn on a football game and see two teams playing. You might not have you might not even thought about these two cities. I mean, you could you could see Seattle playing I don't know, Arizona. And you're like, "Hey, this might be a good game because it's football and it, you know, there's a lot of action in it. Basketball is the same way for the most part, especially around the playoffs. Baseball doesn't baseball is probably the most regional game we have right now. Everybody has their own network. Most of the games are blacked out if you're not there. Like, like baseball is really regionalized. 
Football is everywhere. Basketball is everywhere. Um, I guess you could say hockey's kind of regionalized, but at the same time, you know, I see a lot of people getting into it from different parts of the country. Baseball is just so regional. So if it's a game and the Reds aren't playing, I don't care. I mean, I think the Red Sox and the Yankees play every single game on network television or something like that. But for the most part, nobody really cares until the playoffs. I mean, baseball is just not that kind of sport. And I think that's what happens with the All-Star game. You know, a lot of people don't get into the All-Star game because they more or less don't really care about most of the players, which is why the All-Star game has that ridiculous rule that one, at least one person from every team has to be in it. That's kind of lame. Like, <laughs> you know, there's some teams that don't have players that deserve to be in it. That's the game. <laughs> but since baseball is so regional, you got to have everybody represented, you know, so everybody will watch it <laughs> just to see their player. I, I feel like if I had to rank the four all-star games, you know, major sports, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, I would put baseball last and not necessarily. When I say this, I'm simply talking all-star game. All right. I'm not talking about, you know, is baseball too slow? None of that. Because nobody knows most of the players, baseball is kind of last. You know, you're not, you know, you're watching it because it's baseball, but I don't know most of the players here. And I'm, I'm a sports fan. It's not like they're not good because you made the all-star team. More than likely you can play. It's just we don't get to see these players every night. You know, we just don't. And plus the baseball rules. I I really think baseball messed up when they tried to make the all-star game count. And then the winner of the all-star game got home field advantage for a little while in the the, um, World Series. That was dumb. Man, it's an all-star game. We're just trying to have fun to see some home runs. Don't try to make this important. (laughs) Hockey is third because that's the one thing that they figured out. People just want to see goals, man. And, And they figured it out. You know, they kind of broke it up to where, you know, you have different teams playing different teams. Sometimes it was like the USA versus the world, yada, yada, yada. But they figured out people want to see 10 to 9 games. People complain about the goaltending and, eh, who cares? <laughs> um, Football is not second. It's not the second best all-star game. Football is in the stratosphere all on its own in terms of, absolute suckiness like baseball would be third hockey would be second football would be 339th because and, and this is the thing that people need to understand it's not football once you change the core of what you're looking at it's not an all-star game man like it's not no fault to the football players would you want to get hurt in a in a Pro Bowl? <laughs> like, would would you want to get? Would you want to be the person that that took out Tom Brady in a Pro Bowl and broke his kneecap and so he couldn't play the next year? Would you want that to be you? Would you want that on your resume, Mister Inside Linebacker? 
hell no. <laughs> so I'm going to run up to this man. I'm going to tag him and hope they call it a tackle. Honestly, if it's me, I'm changing it to flag football. I would make I would make the Pro Bowl flag football because if we know it's not football, at least let, at least let some offensive linemen catch some passes. Like, come on, put them out there in the 707, let them catch a little out route. You know they're athletic. I mean, you got to be athletic to be an offensive lineman. Let those D linemen get a little five-yard pass and let them try to take it to the house. I would just make it flag football. I would take away any feeling of getting hurt so that way people could just ball out. I mean, it's already tag anyway, right? It's real out tag football out there, man. So why not just put the flags on them? But for real though, we have a real live burgeoning flag football league. Like there's so many flag football leagues out here now. Like women and girls are getting involved in flag football and they're playing to age 13, 14, 15, 16 because flag football lets everybody play. For real. That should just be flag football. Basketball is the best all-star game because basketball does one thing absolutely right they understand that at the core at the core of an all-star game people just want to have fun man <laughs> like people just want to see their favorite players do their thing take the shackles off turn it into like a schoolyard thing like players literally let other players just dunk for the first three quarters now, if you've been out hooping, you know, if you hooped on the street and everything like that, you understand that you're playing a game to 16. Those first six, seven points, you're really just trying to see what people can do. So you'll let dude take that little jumper. You'll let homegirl show her a little dribble off a little bit, you know, to see what she can do. See if she really got dribble. See if dude can really shoot. Dude make that two-pointer. Homegirl hit that little crossover. You looking like, okay, I see you. I'm going to keep that in my mind frame for later. But once that score hits about 10, 8, <laughs> 11, 10, we're going to 16, shackles off, man. It's time to ball. That easy jumper that you got before, you don't get that now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hungry had a little crossover. You did a little behind the back, got it over for the layup. You don't get that easy no more. You might get fouled, champ, like, but you're not about to put up 12, 13, 14 on me. I'm not getting the 16. I'm not giving up the last point. Mm-mm. That's the that's the best part about the NBA All-Star game. They having fun for the first three quarters. Alley hoops, off the backboard dunks, crossovers, threes from the logo. Like, man, let's ball out. But that fourth quarter, when that Elam ending kick in, man, no. Like, it's time to ball. Let's play some D. That's the best part about the NBA All-Star game. It's understood that we came here to have fun. Until the fourth quarter. <laughs> I don't think the other sports really have that that individuality aspect. Hockey comes the closest. They're the closest to being able to kind of like freelance and do you and do little tricks and stuff like that. Like hockey's the closest. But basketball just has that feeling like everybody can kind of be part of their one-man show. And then when it's time to play, we got to win this as a unit. Basketball understands that. They're willing to experiment. Now, if you're talking about quality, you're not looking at this game for quality. 
You are not looking at any of these all-star games for quality. Who cares if it looks like trash? <laughs> like, you don't care. Like, let them blow the layup, you know, smoke the dunk, whatever. <laughs> Just entertain me. And that's what basketball does well. So, um, I'm I'm always up for the NBA All-Star game. Um, I'm hoping that what MLB does is they continue progressing with what they're trying to do. They have it now to where if it's extra innings, they just turn it into a into a home run derby. And that's how they decide the all-star game winner. I like that. That's cool. I don't want to be here for extra innings until like the 15th inning of an all-star game, yo. Be for real. But I will watch them slug it out, try to hit some over the fence to see who wins. It's an all-star game. Do you care how it gets decided? No. <laughs> that works. Um, before I move on to my last topic, though, I will say this. The wife and I, we've had the best all-star game thing for the NBA. Make the slam dunk contest during the game. Best dunk during the game wins. Matter of fact, you can just make it like, look, third quarter, all-star game contest begins. I mean, um. All-star game contest, my fault. Slam dunk contest begins. Now, if you have, you know, like four people that you nominated for the all-star game, you know, for the um, slam dunk contest, they get to play this quarter. (laughs) You know, we have four slam dunk contest participants. They will be on two different teams for this quarter. Run it. Imagine LeBron James being in the all-star game in the slam dunk contest. Being able to do what he do. A Ja Moran. A, a Russell Webb. Like, dude. They're so Zach Levine. In a real live game. The best dunks are always in a game. <laughs> like, for real. They always are. You think about your most memorable dunks. For the most part, they happen in a real game. There's there's very few, most of them by Vince Carter, <laughs> that you can remember in the slam dunk contest. Like, oh, that's what they need to do, man. Hey, hopefully they listen. If they do, if they listen, I hope they kick the Parkers down a little bit of change because, you know, the LPs need to get paid too. And, you know, we giving out these great ideas, you know, put that money in the pocket. Just, just do that. <laughs> um, Another road trip before we roll out. Um, the fam rode down to Charlotte. Um, the the nephew turned one, so that's always a good thing to see. Uh, and we're usually in Charlotte once, maybe twice a year. Um, real cool town. Um, haven't really seen like all of it yet, you know, because we're always you know out and about doing family things and whatnot. So I think the next time we go, we're gonna real life hit the town, you know, hit hit uptown Charlotte like we should. Um, my nephew was telling me something interesting. I was kind of getting on his case. I'm like, so now you're a Bengals fan, huh? You're a Bengals fan? And this, he was like, I don't even remember much about Cincinnati, Uncle LP. I'm like, stop playing with me. <laughs> and, you know, I was kind of needling him like, so now you're a Bengals fan? Now we made it to the Super Bowl. He's like, I've always been a Bengals fan. I'm like, word. I'm like, what about your friends? I'm like, they all, you know, big Carolina Panthers fans. And he was like, no, not really. And he kind of blew me away with this. He's like, you know, almost everybody here in Charlotte, 
most of them aren't from Charlotte. So, you know, they kind of bring their favorite teams with them. So, he's like, one of my uh, friend's favorite teams is the Jets. And another of my friend's favorite team is the Eagles. Somebody else like the Seahawks. He's like, there are very few real-life hardcore Panthers fans around him. And he's like, you know, most of the Panthers fans, you know, they, they live here. They've always lived here. And I'm like, that that actually makes a lot of sense. You know, you got a lot of folks moving down to Charlotte. And, you know, they don't necessarily fall in love with their team because, you know, that it's that whole die hard. I'm with my squad no matter what. So I, I understand that. I, I get that. It, it was just weird when he said it because I, I just never really thought about that. Um, the Panthers do play the Bengals this year. So, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what's up with my Panthers fans out there, seeing seeing how they feel about the squad this year. I feel like Baker Mayfield will be all right in a Panthers uniform, though, for real. Like, I feel like he'll be right fine. Panthers playing the Browns first week? Hey. <laughs> I, I ain't really a real-life Browns fan, and I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. Um, but... That's for another day. We're going to go ahead and hop up off the pie um, and I guess watch the rest of the All-Star game. <laughs> hey, if it stays entertaining, I'm here for it. But y'all know what it is. Y'all know what to do. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all hit the little bell so you know you can find out when the pie drops every week. You can be the first one on there, you know. Help your boy out. Make sure you get those listens. Tell a friend, tell an ex, tell an ex's friend. You know how it is. <laughs> hey, but until next week, y'all, as always, life is good. Peace out. If you're not ready for the conversation to end, I'm not either. Make sure to catch me on Twitter. That's the Cincy Fan Talking. Leave off the G at the end of it, and we can keep the conversation going. Also, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes. The episodes will drop every Tuesday. If there's a change in that, I'll make sure to let you know. Appreciate the support. As always, life is good. Mm